Doug Maurice here. Welcome to your Ohio State football headlines for the week of Tuesday, November 3rd. Ohio State facing Rutgers on Saturday. That's 2-0 Ohio State after the Saturday win over Penn State. You know that because you listen to this. Buckeye Talk, it goes five days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the postgame show on Saturday. Try the text. We're having a lot of fun on there. Really are. We're doing a lot of good football surveys, not just chain restaurant bracket surveys. A lot of good recruiting information going in there, updates, analysis. We're just having a really good time, and the numbers are going up. So come join us. 14-day free trial. Give it a shot. 614-350-3315. And, uh, of course, read us at cleveland.com slash OSU. Here are your five headlines for this week about the Buckeyes. Ohio State football hosting Rutgers on Saturday night. The Buckeyes, 37-point favorites over the Scarlet Knights. Rutgers opened the season with the win over Michigan State, lost to Indiana last week. The line opened at 37. It's moved to 37.5 at this point. But a year ago, when Ohio State visited Rutgers, this line was over 50 points. And so 37, you know, is a lot. 37.5 is a lot. But lower than that, Ohio State has never lost to Rutgers. They've played six times since Rutgers joined the Big Ten. These are the scores. 56-17, and then 56-21 last year. That 21, I think, scared people off a little bit. So the Buckeyes, overwhelming favorites. They'll be at home in prime time trying to move to 3-0 and on the season. Of course, Cleveland.com will be there to cover it for you. And make sure you're listening to Buckeye Talk all week wherever you find podcasts. A lot going right for Ohio State football right now. This is Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. Something that's a bit of an issue, though, is the kicking game. Veteran, experienced, successful kicker Blake Hallbeal missed a short field goal at Penn State on Saturday, and something was up. Some kind of leg injury, some kind of groin issue, because a walk-on replaced him after that. It was Dominic DiMaccio who came in and did make a kick, but then he also missed a short field goal late in the game, and Ryan Day didn't like it. Ryan Day is not brushing it off as, hey— you know, our kicker was hurt. What are you going to do? He wants to get that fixed. And so Ryan Day on Tuesday wouldn't exactly say what's up with Hall Beal when he might be back. He could be out for a bit, though. And if he is, Jake Seibert might be the answer. Seibert gray shirting this season, which means he's on the roster, but he's not on scholarship. But they did recruit him. He's one of the best kicker recruits in the country. He's here as a freshman. He's taken over for Hall Beal next year. So he is going to be the full-time kicker, but maybe he could do it now. Not part of the travel roster for Penn State, which is why he couldn't fill in last week. But he could be the answer for Rutgers and for however long Hobbiel isn't completely healthy. So Jake Seibert, again, big-time recruit. This season would not count against his eligibility because with the pandemic, the 2020 season is not counting against any player's eligibility. So Seibert could kick this year, filling in for Hobbiel, and then still have four full seasons to be Ohio State's kicker, which was the plan. So that wouldn't affect it. Look for that on Saturday. I think we might see Jake Seibert, and that would settle down this kicking situation, presumably. Listen, he's a true freshman. He's never done it before, but they recruited this guy because he thought he was good. They're ready for him to be the kicker. He just might be the kicker a little earlier than anybody expected. For special teams news, defense news, offense news, make sure you're listening to Buckeye Talk and reading cleveland.com slash OSU. Tough injury news for Ohio State football this week. This is Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. Cornerback Cameron Brown out for the season with an Achilles injury. He went down against Penn State on Saturday, a non-contact injury, which is always one of the most worrisome injuries, and the news was as bad as anybody feared. Lost for the year. Cam Brown, 
Because their fourth corner, they play three in their normal set. They play Sean Wade and Seven Banks as outside corners. They play Marcus Williamson as their slot corner. But in nickel situations on passing downs, third and long, that kind of thing, Cam Brown had been coming into the game. He had a regular role on this team. He came in kind of in replacing Marcus Williamson as that nickel corner in that spot. Now he's out. So who's up next? On Tuesday when asked about that, Ryan Day mentioned Tyreek Johnson, who's a former five-star recruit, certainly would be next man up there. This is a big opportunity for him. We'll see if they use him in the same Cam Brown role. Does he come in regularly on nickel situations, or will Marcus Williamson just stay in the game, and then Tyreek Johnson becomes maybe your kind of primary backup at all three starting cornerback spots? Also, a couple young guys, Ryan Watch, Legend Cavazos, a couple guys, true freshmen, but that they're a little thin at corner right now. So this is a big injury. Cam Brown, not a starter, but a guy with a role, with a specific role. Good player, a lot expected of him. Played a decent amount as a backup a year ago. So unfortunate news for him, out for the year with the Achilles injury in Ohio State. Getting a little thin, getting a little thin. They're still okay at the starters. They still go about four deep, but now if they would lose another corner, they really might start getting into a situation where they would be a little a little more short than they want to be. So Cam Brown out. Best of luck to him in his recovery. To read everything about Ohio State football, make sure you're checking out cleveland.com slash OSU. How well are the Buckeyes playing? They had co-offensive player of the week for the Big Ten last week, and they also had the defensive player of the week. This is Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. Tommy Togiai, who had three sacks from the nose guard spot. That's not normal. Those interior guys get three sacks in a game. That's a pretty big deal. He was the Big Ten defensive player of the game this week. He's the first guy since Chase Young did it, also against Penn State last year. Chase Young last year had three sacks against Penn State. Defensive Player of the Week in the Big Ten. Tommy Togiai this year, three sacks against Penn State. Defensive Player of the Week in the Big Ten. And guess what? On offense, it's Justin Fields. The quarterback who has just been off to a fantastic start the first two weeks. He was the co-offensive player of the week, threw for 318 yards, four touchdowns, and he's just Justin Fields being Justin Fields. So Ohio State, clearly the best team in the Big Ten so far this season had a co-offensive player of the week and the defensive player of the week. To read all about the Buckeyes, make sure you are checking out cleveland.com slash OSU and try our texts right into your phone. Ohio State News, 14-day free trial. Send a text to 614-350-3315. The Wisconsin Badgers, presumably the best team in the Big Ten West, expected to play the Ohio State Buckeyes in the Big Ten Championship game if the Buckeyes get there as expected. For the second straight week, those Badgers will not play. Canceled. Last week against Nebraska, canceled this week against Purdue, both because of COVID-19 outbreaks within the Wisconsin football program. This is Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com. This affects Ohio State. This affects every Big Ten program. The Big Ten instituted a rule you must play at least six conference games to be eligible for the postseason, to be eligible for that championship game, unless there are outbreaks everywhere and everybody's number of games go down. But if this stays just at Wisconsin... Wisconsin cannot have another canceled game or the Badgers will not be eligible to play in the Big Ten championship game the way things stand now. Their next scheduled game is against Michigan on November 14th. And at this point, you'd have to question whether that can happen. The number of cases at Wisconsin, they are going up. They are headed in the wrong direction. So obviously, this has the attention of everybody in the Big Ten, including Ohio State coach Ryan Day. And listen, everybody is is doing the best they can. But sometimes the best isn't enough. So 
Ohio State is thinking about it. They are aware of it. They do not have Wisconsin on the schedule right now. But this is something that if it can happen in Wisconsin, in a state where there have been some rising coronavirus cases, there has been that issue in Ohio at times as well. So we'll have to see what the future holds. This is not where anybody would want to be, but this is where the Big Ten is right now. So Ohio State had a player, Justin Hilliard, who had a false positive test before the game at Penn State. He then took the uh, nasal swab test, and it was negative, but by Big Ten rules, he still could not play in that game Saturday. Ryan Day explained that on Tuesday. He was able to stand on the sidelines, but this is the Big Ten trying to be careful because they have an example in their midst of what is happening to Wisconsin, a top 25 team, what I thought was a legitimate Big Ten, not just Big Ten, but a Big Ten West probable winner, a college football playoff contender, their season absolutely derailed at the moment by COVID-19. Of course, Ohio State and everybody else in the Big Ten will continue to monitor that. We continue to write about COVID-19 and its effect on college football at cleveland.com slash OSU. And of course, we're writing about the Buckeyes on the field, how they're playing. And we're talking about it five days a week on Buckeye Talk. Thanks for listening. I'm Doug Maurice.